And what it talks about is really looking back at what were you good at when you were a kid, when you were growing up. Because so much of our talent, our, our pure talent, the stuff that comes the easiest to us, we've been doing all our lives. But it started as a kid. So part of it is looking back and saying, you know what, what do I love to do and what did I do when I was a kid? And then from there starting to look at going, what are my strengths? Because, you know, I think today people find themselves in roles that are difficult for them, and it's the stuff that's the easiest for us. There's an example of a woman I know who's working in this, this company, and her job is highly analytical, very mathematically inclined. Does she do a good job? Sure. Does she have to work extra hard at it? Absolutely. So when you see her, when I see her doing things like training staff, working with people, she's it's an absolute dream for her and it's easy for her to do. So I think the first thing you got to look at is what's the easiest thing for me? Because I think when we think it's easy for us, we think everybody can do it. But the truth is the stuff that comes the easiest for us, that's our gift. That's the stuff you want to go after. That's where passion comes from. That's where um, magic comes from. I, I can't say enough how important that is. And to take a look at, you know, what are your strengths? What is it that you know you're automatically good at? Sorry, you were going to ask a question? No, yeah, when you think about that, too, it, it's so, it's, um, it is magical when you think that this person actually found exactly what she was born to do. And it's yeah. exciting. Some of the listeners may think, well, I don't know what that is, though. I'm not sure what my passion is. You know, so what, what steps could you uh, help them to to realize they could take uh, to discover exactly what their passion would be? Well, I think part of that is, is, is going out and trying some stuff. And I think sometimes we learn more about what we don't want to do before we know what we do want to do. You know, way back when, when I was younger, I was a coffee machine repair person. And I used to drive a big truck, and I used to deliver coffee, and then I would repair coffee machines and on an on a regular basis used to get zapped by electricity because it clearly was not my gift. However, <laughs> very very quickly I went, okay, so technical technology or or these kinds of things, this isn't my thing. Driving a truck, that wasn't my thing either. And I think sometimes we got to go out there and try and see what it is we we might want to do or not want to do. I learned more by testing what I didn't want than what I did want. And, you know, early on I realized I loved working with people, but I didn't know how to kind of manifest that in a way that that um, turned into my dream job. But it took time getting there. But really it's about learning who we are, understanding what our strengths are. There's another book that I love. It's called Strength Finder. You can go on, you buy the book, you go online, you do an assessment. It gives you an idea what your strengths are. If you start to understand who you are and what drives you, you can then start to align to a job that's more in line with your passion. For instance, I'm I love HR, I think I'm good at it. You would not want me doing your accounting. But I tried that. I actually, I actually tried doing payroll once and I got fired because I realized I wasn't very good at the number side of things. Art of delegation. <laughs> Pardon? Like the the art of delegation. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. You have to develop that art, you know, realize that I'm not good at this and someone else is, so I'll let them do that while I do what I'm good at. (laughs) 
Well, and that's so true, but you know what's sad? You know what I see so often is people struggling with what they're not good at, thinking that they need to get good at what they're not good at. And the truth is, don't focus there. Yeah. Right, you want to focus on... Sorry, guys, you're cutting out. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's definitely true. So, go ahead, Leah. You you had a question for her. Well, you know, we talked about, you know, finding uh, your passion and and, um, say that a person has done that and they've narrowed down things to an area which they want to work, like, you know, you mentioned HR or we found something that we're really good at. What sort of research should a person do to find out more, you know, about maybe that career field and how they could get into it? Well, I think, first of all, they have to get really as clear as they can. Ideally, they've gone out and done some research. They've worked in, you know, different types of companies. And they've said to themselves, okay, do I want to work in a small company or do I want to work in a big one? So part of it is understanding, you know, small entrepreneurial companies don't have a lot of structure. Bigger organizations that have been around for a long time probably have too much structure for some, a perfect amount for some. So it's understanding what is it you have to have to have. And one of the things I ask people to do is to take a big piece of paper, ideally, you know, like three feet by three feet. It could be a big post-it note paper or, I mean, a flip chart paper or some sort of board. And I want them to write down on it what they absolutely have to have to have. So for me, uh, a small startup entrepreneurial company when I was out there was fun because it it was exciting for me. For others, it needs to be bigger, more structured, they like a certain industry because they've played in it. So for some, they you know they might like technology. Some, they might like services. It's understanding what is it that I have to have. So I have to have a certain size of company. Maybe I want a male or a female boss. Maybe I want um, it to be in a certain area of town. Maybe I don't want to commute more than an hour. Maybe I don't want to commute more than 30 minutes. But getting really clear on what they have to have because I think what we do Like you said, so now I've identified my passion, but I think what we do then is we then stop. We think of reasons why we can't get what it is we exactly want. So I say paint it. Get really clear what you have to have, the have-to-haves. And then once you've got clear on that, then start going out and looking at, um, drilling down more maybe in some more different industries, maybe it's types of jobs within industries, or maybe you've already got an idea. But if you get really clear on the have-to-haves, it's, it's, it goes back to that law of attraction piece. If you put out into the universe that which you want to attract, I believe you'll attract it. But don't deviate from the have-to-haves because the have-to-haves are those. Some people like to do the have-to-haves and then would like to have. So, you know, I'd, I, I'm okay if I commute 60 minutes, but ideally I'd like 30. And so sometimes they find 45-minute commutes. But getting really, really clear on what you have to have and I encourage you to put it on a big piece of paper and put it in your bedroom or your bathroom and constantly be reminded of it. So when you're going out there and you're interviewing um, and you're searching for different types of industries, talking to different people, you don't deviate from what you said you have to have. Because I think if we get clear, we can manifest anything we want. Now, it has to be within reason, meaning I'm not going to be an astronaut tomorrow no matter how much I want to be because I don't have all the skills, knowledge, and ability to do so. So you need to make sure it's a reasonable step forward. Yeah, even with the law of attraction, it's with growing probabilities. If, 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 there, if there's a possibility out there for something, we can accomplish that. You know, oh. but um, that's beautiful. 
That's very encouraging. Yeah, I like what you said, too, about actually putting it in writing because I think that's important that, you know, sometimes we can forget um, or just maybe not have a clear vision of what we want. And then we get that job with the 60-minute commute and we go, what did I do? <laughs> so it's good. <laughs> like and knowing yourself, too, because if we if we know that a 60-minute commute is going to stress us out, well, then we might not last that job anyways. Yeah, definitely. Exactly. It could be a great double, like you say. If if the commute's killing me, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna last. I I um an example of this woman. I, I love the story. This woman um, had written down um, on one of these post-it note papers and said to herself, "Okay, I want to be living um, abroad for one year um, uh, as soon as possible." So she put that up, and I was coaching her on a regular basis. She came back in and. She was saying to me, okay, you know what, I've, I've applied for these two jobs and it's down to two jobs. And I said, well, where are they? And she said, well, they're in Vancouver. I said, but I thought you wanted to work abroad. And she said, oh, oh, yeah, you're right, you're right, I do. So she said, okay, I'm not, I'm not going to go with these jobs. I'm, I'm going to say no to them. I swear to you, this is no word of a lie. The next day, the next day she got a call from a company in Australia who needed somebody to do a mat leave contract for one year. She got the job and was gone within, I think, two months. Wow. And it's an wow. absolute true story. And I believe that anybody can do that if they get clear. But what was happening is she was going, oh, my gosh, I'm never going to get what I really want, so I'm going to settle. Don't settle. You don't have to settle. You can. Gosh, I believe this. My gosh, I... I'm running a, uh, an HR firm of HR experts. I never thought, you know, if, if I continually said to myself, I can't do it, I can't do it, I can't do it, I wouldn't be here. At some point in time, I had to believe in myself and believe that I could manifest what it is I wanted in this lifetime. I believe if I can do it, anybody can do it. Anybody can do it. Yeah. You're listening to 30careers presents, or 30careers.com presents Green Job Radio, and our special guest, is Corey, is it Manella? Nadell. Nadell. Yeah. Corey, you <laughs> mentioned that you uh, have an HR firm there in Vancouver. Uh, could you tell us a little more, maybe the listeners, about what exactly you do? And we know also you're, I think, a, a published, you know, had articles published and things like that. And maybe more about what you do and how um, you could help them if they need help. They're searching for you. I missed the last part of that question. How I can help? Yeah, just and also find you if they're searching for you, maybe online oh. or whatever. Perfect. So, um, so I'll give you a quick little background because I think it's important. Is um, it took me a year to come up with the name Joda, and Joda means super abundance in Japanese. And I believe that I wanted to I wanted to put out into the universe that which I wanted to create for myself and my clients. So, um, if you look at Joda, it, the the logo itself is is a bunch of zeros. Um, that form eight, and eight in numerology is abundance. So everything that we've done at Joda has been aligned to our values, to a culture that we want to create. And I think thinking about that, looking for your perfect ideal job, is you want to make sure everything's aligned. So what Joda does is we work with small to medium-sized businesses, anywhere from one employee to 500 employees, and we help them set up HR infrastructures to uh, maximize uh, employee retention, happiness, compliance, all that kind of stuff. And at the same time, we work with individuals and groups of people um, to help them manifest their dream jobs, 
We do life skills coaching, business coaching, all with the foundation of bridging, building a bridge between employees and employers. Because, you know, so often I'll, I'll interview employees um, and I'll say to them, well, what are your values? And they'll go, I don't know. And, I, and, and my question is always, well, how do you know that you and this organization are going to fit together if you don't know what your values are and whether or not they align? So we work with aligning cultural values and norms to individuals that are working for companies, making sure companies are identifying that. Because so often companies don't identify it either. You know, we have a one of a, a company here in Vancouver that grew to a thousand employees and one day the owner said, Oh my God, I don't like coming to work anymore and they realized that they didn't cultivate their culture and their values. And they had to remove five hundred of those employees to to get back in alignment. So wow. I, you know I, Tough, tough, um, um, tough uh, experience for them. But I think we all, both sides, have a responsibility for alignment. And I think there are so many well-intentioned coaches out there that are helping people get a job, but they're not helping them get the right job. And so we work really hard at making sure that you're going after that which you want. I can promise you that woman wouldn't have been working in Australia had she not have gotten clear what it was she wanted and then went after it. I had another example of a woman who was working in a company, and she said, "She said, um, you know, I always wanted to get into the fashion industry. We did the same exercise, which I'm asking all your viewers to do. And with, I'm again within six months, she had quit her uh, corporate job where she was making tons of money. She had bought a little boutique fashion store, like clothing store, and now she's in the fashion industry. And there was all kinds of reasons why she couldn't." So Joda is all about creating abundance in the lives of uh, individuals and organizations to do the best that they can do. And I'm privileged to have the opportunity to do that. And if you go to Joda.com, which is J-O-U-T-A.com, then you'll find all kinds of funny videos that we do, lots of information, certainly lots of articles, um, TV appearances, all that kind of stuff. How's that for a plug? You have a fantastic team. I know we've been in contact with uh, some of your other people at your organization setting up this interview, and they've just been, you can tell that they love what they do, which is awesome. Yeah, we have a pretty, we have a good time, I must say. That's one of our values, though. Uh, If we're not having fun, then what are we doing? So fun is certainly one of our values. That's awesome. So our special guest today was uh, Corey Miguel. Uh, we have got so much good information, uh, even in the chat room. People are saying great ideas, and uh, it's, it's been very helpful. So thank you so much for coming on the show. Awesome, guys. Thanks for having me. Great. Well, that was awesome. Yeah, another great guest. Just uh, so many great ideas, and we'll be sure to get those links up to um, to the, her website and everything like that for sure. Yeah. But you know what time of the week it is. It's time for everybody's favorite college student. It is time for Campus Connection. With uh, Micah Hackney. So, What's up, Micah? Great show, guys. Everything's going great so far. Everything's going pretty good on my end. Um, I guess I just want to take out some couple points to y'all today um, about uh, being a college student things I've noticed the past uh, couple weeks and different things. Um, uh, one of which was, uh, see, a couple weeks ago, I've seen some uh, pretty disrespectful things. I get no respect. <laughs> 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 I 
No, but uh, yeah, actually, I was in class, and one of my, you know, instructors, uh, instructors, um, there's a, you know, one of my professors wearing like a computer lab, you know, setting, and you know, this guy walks in late. He has his cup of coffee and everything. He sits on the computer, just you know, huge signs going, uh, you know, no drink, no food, no anything. So he just, you know, strolls right into class and sets his, you know, cup of coffee, and it wasn't even Starbucks. Oh. Oh, it wasn't well, even Starbucks. That's 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 yeah, that's it was like uh, probably from Stripes gas station. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so he comes in and he just sets it right there, and she's like, she's like, excuse me, sir, didn't you see the didn't you see the sign? And he just like, uh, he's like, well, you know, mother, no, effing, you know, you be, and then you know, it just you know, just cusses her out, and it's you know, completely walks out of class, and he you know, says, you know, I'm never coming back, you know, things like that, and I just you know, just. Seeing that, especially because the guy was actually in probably his mid thirties. Wow. And he's going to believe it or not. Yes. Yeah, well, so maybe, maybe we'll help him. <laughs> uh, obviously, he's had issues his whole life. <laughs> that's his, uh, but you know, that's just not very good. Uh, you know, very respectful. You know, you should always keep in mind that you know, even if a professor's hard on you, or you know, he think you think he's well, a tough teacher. Wrong. It could be wrong. But can we still be respectful? You can be still respectful in you class. Can. Yeah. In class. Well, Absolutely. I hope you learned your lesson. You shouldn't be doing yeah. that. <laughs> Start drinking Starbucks. <laughs> no, but, but, you know, it's important to, you know, maintain respect for your inspector because uh, you never know. You need those separate recommendations later, and you never know that they might help you out in the, your future career as well. Yeah. So you should always keep – never burn those bridges with your professors. Yeah. Now he's just cranky or something. I don't know. What do you think? That's weird. I don't know. So anything else you got for us? Um, Not two minutes. <laughs> oh wait, no, we got seven minutes. Yeah, yeah. Oh well, we got uh, we, we have more time. We got plenty of time. Well, yeah. um, let's see. He always thinks he doesn't have enough time. <laughs> the truth is, is we we give him plenty of time. Yeah, it just happened <laughs> one time. We we left you at thirty seconds, and you've never recovered. <laughs> I was like, well, today I just connect, and you're like, well, thanks for listening to the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So tell us, you know, it's um. Oh, it's uh, it's a second semester right right now, or you know we're we're yeah. dealing with. So, is there any advice that kids can do right now to be prepared? Because they may be graduating, you know, come May. You know, what can they be doing right now, maybe that can help them to be prepared for uh, this graduation just in a couple of months? Well, uh, you know, you can never prepare too early. So, you know, don't wait to the deadline to turning your graduation application, or you know, to get. You know, any kind of, if you have rings or robes or, you know, whatever you, you know, whatever you do, whatever you do, and uh, and be sure to do well in your classes because, you know, it's pretty embarrassing to have your family come down and find out you don't have your diploma. I actually knew someone that happened to last year. Uh, her family came down, you know, through a big party and everything. She found out she failed one of her classes, but she didn't tell them. She took it, like, online in, like, a month and got her diploma, like, a month later. Later, but it was well, kind of cutting it close. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Right. Yeah, and, and and be sure to go on and sign up for summer classes. Can you do that yet or not? Um, I think pre-registration probably starts around April, you know, March or April. But um, definitely be the first one in there, so you know you can get your foot in the door and get the classes you want to take. Yeah, because that happened to you this year, right? That you kind of. Didn't you get registered late because you're trying to register for a winter semester and then it got messed up? Yeah, I just got totally messed up. But you know, it worked out because you know I got you know my schedule's pretty good. So, um, 
It is, you know, sometimes you get lucky, but most of the time you don't. <laughs> Especially if you're not me. <laughs> That's right. All right. Well, Mike and Hackney, we appreciate you coming on the show. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and you can stick around, too, for... Uh, for our overtime segment, but... Overtime. <laughs> Just in TV. But that's this week on Campus Connection. <laughs> so you might be wondering what's coming up on next week's show. Well, I'm very happy to announce that uh, we put a call for speakers out or call for guests out on HARO, which is Helper Reporter Out for those who may have not be familiar with it. Great site. Uh, if you're trying to promote or get content, either way, ch- be sure to check it out. What a Actually, I think it's helperreporterout.org. But anyway, just Google Haro, basically. But we got over 94 uh, applications for guests to show. be on Dream Job Radio. What do you guys think about that? Fantastic. That's I hear, awesome. I, I can't believe it. I lose one job, I get another one. <laughs> I'm going to come on the show tomorrow. <laughs> and we did something uh, special with our call for speakers or call for guests is we put a call out there for entrepreneurs. Yes. So as a result, uh, April is going to be our entrepreneur month. We, we have entrepreneurs uh, kind of scattered all in between as well. But April, we're going to have a special focus on starting your business um, getting startup funds, uh, just all the way through, basically. Everything an entrepreneur can face, we have the challenges covered. Ooh, so coming up soon, Entrepreneur Month. Coming soon. And if you're wondering about those special guests, you can go to 30careers.com backslash dreamjobradio. And I think the next two months' worth of guests are listed on there with their websites. I mean, we have a guy that owns a clothing company. We have a guy that owns a restaurant in New York City coming on. We just have, you wouldn't believe some of the fantastic guests that we have. So be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Absolutely. It's free on iTunes. And uh, if you are, you know, if you are, if you would like some exposure in Dream Job Radio and would like to be a guest, then uh, be sure to, you know, give me an email at uh, Mike at 30 Careers dot com and uh if you'd like to get priority notice then uh we can work something else. <laughs> <laughs> and check out Micah Hackney promotions too. Yeah Micah Hackney dot com. Micah Hackney dot com. M Hackney Entertainment. <laughs> there it is. We do it big. <laughs> That's right. So we're pretty excited. So next week's guest is part of this new speaker group and is Carrie Hannon, author of and the discussion is going to be really good, how to transition into your dream job. And uh, her specialty, I guess, is transitions, uh, not only like transitioning out of a job, but also transitioning from your business. I'm just going to quit. I'm just going to quit and walk away. I don't care. You know? <laughs> and even how to sell your business. She has a specialty in that as well. Yeah, that's awesome. That's good. And that's a, that's a big question I think a lot of entrepreneurs out there may have. What's my business worth? You know, how much money? Well, I'm going to sell it for $2 million. Well, it's only worth maybe about 50000 <laughs> yeah. And for those of you on Blog Talk Radio, uh, be sure to log in to www.justin.tv, backslash 30 careers, and you watch our overtime live video feed. Yeah. that's Overtime is upcoming. Mike is going to have some good stuff, too, right, for overtime? You never know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, hey, that's it for uh for for Dream Job at Thirty Careers, 
presents Dream Job Radio, and this is Daniel Laxton's Leo Laxton's and Mike Agnew. <laughs> that dream boy. The silver boy. <laughs> silver boy. <laughs> See you next week. <laughs>